So what's your playing chance? Oh, I was playing Baldo. Did they fix? I heard they fixed it. I don't know. That's what I'm checking. I might check it out. I'm restarting from the beginning. I probably won't check it out. Um, I have a lot of games to play right now, but I really just want to play a game that makes me feel like I'm going on an adventure. Mm-hmm. That seems like one. It does. And I really don't ha- like I'm lacking that adventure game. Right? Mm-hmm. Like a Zelda. A Zelda or even like because I think like my my only two JRPGs that I have right now that I haven't beaten are Shin Megami Tensei 5, which is more like master the systems. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it's got a great story, but it's more like survive and master the systems to win mm-hmm. <clears throat> and die a lot. Yeah, I haven't died yet, but that's good. And it's just not what I'm, it's not what I've been feeling. And um, Triangle Strategy, which is one of my favorite types of stories. It's like war. Mm-hmm. It's war great. Awful. Um, but it's just not doing it for me. I, I want like a more like, go explore this bold new world. Mm-hmm. Like a Xenoblade. A Xenoblade would do me great. A Tales game would do me great right now. Um, any of the any of the trails games Mm -hmm. tales and Mm -hmm. trails are two different game series people they are people i'm very excited because i'm part of this jrpg twitter community it's almost Mm -hmm. like a facebook group but for twitter Mm -hmm. um and they did a giveaway for because we got like 200 members and the guy who started it was really excited so we did a giveaway for 50 dollars to like the shop of your choice if you like liked and commented your favorite jrpg and I won. You won? I'd never won anything. You didn't invite me to this community. Well, I'm going to invite you right now. I don't know how to do that, but I'll invite you in just a moment. Hold I'm on, an old school JRPGer. I've beaten more JRPGs than most people. Probably. Let me, I don't know how to add you. Um, I'm inviting you. Chance, the rapper. I have been known to drop a bar or two. It, didn't, it doesn't let me invite Chance, the rapper, but it let me invite you. So I've invited you. Yay. But I couldn't let you in before I won that. Yeah, because then I would have won it. But I'm going to put it, and I'm going to take that, and I'm going to buy Trails into Zero, because that is $50. When does it come out? September. Mm. Yeah, Xenoblade and Trails are both just a little too far away. Yes, Um, but I am getting closer to the end of Trails of Cold Steel. You're very close to it. Which is very good. I just went through a spooky castle. Oh, it wasn't really spooky, but it was at Laura's hometown, Mm. and there's the castle, and then it's like all weird and glowy. I thought There's, you were going to the gate. What do you mean? Like where they start the game? Yeah. That's the next thing. It's like you finish up in Laura's hometown and now we're headed there. Oh, okay. And it's all about to pop off. Yeah. Because if we're heading to the gates, you're, I mean, that's not the end of the game by any stretch, but it's pretty close. Yeah. I'm still, I'm finishing chapter five and I think there's seven chapters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That seems right. I'm very excited though. It's very good. And maybe you should play it. Other people listening. Oh, the trails games are the best. I can um, understand it not being for everyone, but I think it's for more people than probably have given it a try. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's the perfect learning curve and the perfect like amount. Like you could play it like I did, where you agonized over your Arcus loadouts mm-hmm. and like built your characters exactly the way you wanted to, and talked to every person on every day that it was possible to talk to people. Mm-hmm. I do and, do that. Huh? I do that. I talk to everyone. You can you can play it that way and spend like 135 hours like playing through the game, which is what I did. Or you could not do that mm-hmm. and still make it through the game just fine. Have a wonderful time. Make, make some new friends. Yeah. It's like really good and really good storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just fun. Like, because you're always in that same community of mm-hmm. Trista. And so you just kind of go around and you just see kind of the stories of the people living there, like play out over time. Like there's this couple that's like really in love and their kid mm-hmm. um, and just kind of seeing their interactions every time. And there's this other couple that fights all the time. And the wife has just now decided she's not going to do housework anymore. And there's an old man whose kid moved away. Yeah, he's sad. Yeah. There's a grumpy old man who runs the pawn shop. Yeah. He, there's more to him than we know. We just don't know what it is. Play Trails. Yes. Do it now.
brought to you by Glue, Nail's silent friend. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever, and I'm one of your hosts, Cameron. Did he? Oh, I'm one of your hosts, Chance. Yes. <laughs> Did he say silent friend? I thought he said silent cousin. Maybe silent cousin. It's not important. I mean, isn't it's kind it of important. It, it's very important. I'll do it. This brought to you by Glue, Nail's silent cousin. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm your host, Cameron. This is your other host, Chance. There we go. It's there. Ooh, I like being introduced. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel important. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Chance Do I talk with my eyebrows a lot? Meyer. I really don't know. I've not paid too much attention. Mm-hmm. Okay. So about, I'll try to pay attention today. All right. Here we are. Here we are. The it's middle been, it's, of it's the Warren saga. Yes. Oh, Thank well. Goodness. It's been, yes, it's been a while for us as well. It's been two weeks since you looked at me. It's true. It has. said, let's have a drink with Drew Davenport. That's true. Um, hits just keep on coming. I've had surgery. I'm fine. Um, mm-hmm. We won't talk much about my surgery on here. Yeah. I have been recovering. Um, I, even now I am recovering, but in a way that I could probably do this episode. Mm-hmm. He's convalescing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need a backboard to be brought in and to be given CPR and uh, electric shots. Because a prop balcony fell on somebody. <laughs> Oh, we've got uh, things to talk about. And you know what? I don't want to talk about any of them. Oh, I like this one. See, I like it too, but I don't really want to talk about it. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to it. There's not a whole lot to it. And it's just a tall task for you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of questions in this one. A lot of things don't make any sense. <laughs> and you know, I just don't want to don't want to do it. But we're going to do it because that's the the chosen lot in life that we have we do a recap podcast dang it it's true we do that's what we're here for or rewatch i guess i don't even know what we're called recap rewatch relove really but story a podcast history and herstory there's no there's no uh women hosts on this show normally but our herstory of our podcast Mm -hmm. um when we were thinking of names for the show, you guys at this point know what we settled on because oh. you downloaded it. <laughs> Surprise! We chose Boy Meets World Fever, in case you didn't know, which is reference to the quiz show episode. Before we watched thing. it, we were like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> um, but that's, again, that's our lot in life. That's the horse we hitched our wagon to. The um, cross we chose to bear. But another another name that we thought about was like men get acquainted with universe, mm-hmm. which was a reference to this episode, um, which would have been fun too. It would have been. I And I like this episode better than that one. Well, yes. I mean, it is just objectively a better episode. Yes. There's not much. It's not hard to do. Is it a better episode of Boy Meets World is a question we can ask. (laughs) (laughs) Do we, though? Because that 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 is a quintessential Boy Meets World episode. Uh Um, I don't know what this is. This is something. It's fun. It is fun. It is fun. Um, I guess we just jump into it. You want to give us a sin up? Sure. Um, oh. Eric is an idiot savant at acting. At least Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we know at least Hamlet and Romeo and Juliet. Um, I guess King Lear as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe Taming of the Shrew. That may just be a clever anecdote. It could be like a headline, yeah. Um, I, I guess he's just acting in all of the all of the Shakespeare's mm-hmm. at Pembroke um, because he broke Romeo. Mm-hmm. Just and now, killed, he possibly killed Romeo. Yeah, he he possibly killed Romeo? Question mark. <laughs> it's tough to say. No, no one, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> And uh, Sean and Jack have chicken pox, so they do. So Topanga takes care of them. And they don't want to die. They, they don't want to die. Well, Jack doesn't want to die. Sean's not too sure. Yeah. Sean might rather die. I don't know. He might. He really might. Um, but that was a pretty good synop that you gave us there. Yeah. Um, I feel... I feel like this is one where we can do a Boy Meets World Fever classic and talk about one plot and then the other. Because I don't they, know which one to do first. I think that Sean and Jack. They're both, I think, they're both three scenes. Yeah, they're pretty equal. Yeah, they're pretty equal. I think the Eric scenes are longer, though. Maybe. Okay. Let's, we'll start out in reality and end mm-hmm. up in La La Land. Yeah, <laughs> literally. 
Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling come and do a dance number. Yeah. We're in literal La La Land. It's something. Um, Yeah. So it starts where the door, I said a doorbell. I feel like a doorbell ring. You're like a buzz. And Sean leaps over the banister uh-huh. in their apartment. It's like, hey, Jack, Corey's here. It's time to go. But it's not Corey. No, it's Tanga. <gasps> Again, we're doing this remote, so nothing is going to be synced up. It's true. <clears throat> if we were in person, that would have been perfect. <gasps> Tanga. That was real bad. Yeah, that was probably the worst of all. <laughs> um. But she is there because she's like, I just want to make sure that you and I are okay, Sean and Topanga, because she and Corey are broken up, but she considers Sean a friend. And so she just wants to make sure that they're still friends. Yeah. And the way Sean talked about her in the last episode might make her leave, think that they're not friends. Yeah. You remember the pain of some, uh, uh, an ex stabbing you in the back. Mm-hmm. That was two episodes ago. Last episode oh, was when he got yeah, drunk. That's right. Which was also not great. I feel like he probably said something hurtful. Well, he's like, go, well, now stop being silly and go sit on Corey's lap. That's right. That's right. Um, so she's just like, I want to make sure we're okay and make sure that we're still friends. Jack comes down the stairs with spots on his face. And she's like, Jack, what's all over your face? And he's like, well, I guess you don't care if I'm still your friend. Yeah. And John's like, we're going to the basketball game with Corey. Like, we don't have time to talk about Jack's face. Like, we need to go. And she's like, hold on. So apparently Topanga is a medical genius. And she's just like, you have the chicken pox. Yeah, I mean, it's the You can kind of tell. Yeah. Not as much. It's not really a thing anymore. No, not really. I mean, vaccinations and whatnot. I'm sure it is in certain communities. But yeah, certain we communities. aren't a part of those communities. No, we're in the chicken pox vaccinated communities. Yeah. And did you ever have chicken pox? I did. Me too. I had it twice. Oh, I didn't know Let's that could happen. Not really supposed to, but I think the first time was a really mild case, and then I had it again. But I don't remember either time. I was pretty little. Uh, I was like six or seven. Mm, but yes, the chicken pox. So mm-hmm. kids these days, they might not know exactly what that is, but it's just like a fever and a rash. Yeah, it can get pretty serious, especially mm-hmm. if you scratch. You can get yeah. some infections. Yeah. So, so you just get itchy, itchy spots on you. Yeah. Um, the classic uh, joke is your parents make you wear oven mitts so you can't. You just can't scratch. Mm-hmm. But you totally can. Yeah. I just yeah. did it. I didn't have oven mitts on, but I did it. Um, yeah. And so <laughs> then there's a, or Jack is just like, or Topang asks Jack if they itch. And he's like, no, they're not too bad. These are a bit irritating. And he points to his arm and it's just covered with uh-huh. chicken pox. Topanga's like, no, this isn't great. She hears Corey knock at the door. She runs and locks it and he tries to come in. And she's like, no, Corey, they have chicken pox. Run away. And he does. <laughs> Sean's like, no way. Corey's not going to listen to you. He opens the door and the elevator's closing. Corey yeah. inside. We see Corey's jacket. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. Um, ben was doing something, I guess. He, I guess. Uh, he just did voice overwork. Mm-hmm. But it's like one scene. We see his face. Do you? Yeah, you see his face. He's in this episode. I, I have a theory about that, but we'll get <laughs> that they filmed it another time. I do. I I I 100% think the Eric thing was filmed at another time. Um, and just like when we use it, we use it. Yep. Whenever we need a moment. Like when yeah, it's like if uh Fred Ben Savage needs something, we have this kind of in our back pocket. Yeah, I 100% think it was filmed at a different time. <laughs> So, yes, we're once again in the middle of Corey and Topanga's breakup, and Corey's not even around. Yeah. And it's about Sean. Yeah, it's about Sean and Topanga. They give this is the best Topanga we've gotten in a very long time. Because we've not gotten Topanga in a very long time. It's true. Um, she's still not the wonderful personality we've come to know. No. Even up through season four. Mm-hmm. like yeah she was a bit of a raw raw girl and kind of boring but like that was maybe preferable to this like sitcom wife nag mm-hmm. kind of role that they've cast her in this season mm-hmm. this episode you at least see her as kind of like a take charge mm-hmm. like i'm going to do what's good for you whether you like it or not she's compassionate mm-hmm. strong-willed um, yeah it's a it's a it's a good topanga yeah and it's um, actually topanga like we have yeah. some Topanga. Even in the Lauren episode, she just kind of seems clueless until she finds the the note. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Take what you will. It's the best Topanga we're going to get. Yes. Well, I don't know that. 
I'm not going to make past judgment. It's the best Topanga we've got so far. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. You so then Sean is just like, no. how to how to got to go on. Yeah, I was just like, where were we? Um, Sean is like, I'm fine. Topanga says he has half blown chicken pox, and he's like, where are my spots? And she lifts his shirt. And it's just covered with chicken pox on his she stomach. Says, where can I connect them for you? Mm-hmm. Got him. And he's like, I'm fine. Or perhaps I'm not. Hold out your arms now. <laughs> yes. And he falls back and she catches him. Mm-hmm. That's very nice. Um, and so she's taking care of them. Uh-huh. Um, the They're, next time we see them, they're much worse. Sean is trying not to scratch, but failing miserably. Mm-hmm. Topanga's reading Jack a book. Yeah. I don't know what book. I don't know either. He was very into it, though. He was. And it's like kind of romantic. Yeah, they'd be together in heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, he took her dying head, looked into <laughs> her dying eyes. Knew they'd be together again someday. In heaven? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they cry. And then probably the best piece of acting in the entire scene is Topanga tells Sean not to scratch. And he's like, I think you need to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, how you feel when someone's keeping you from scratching something that you know would be so good to scratch. It's like, what if you just, I mean, it's been so long. Could you like take a bath? I bet that would help. I bet that would help. Just the sensation on your skin would do it. When we were kids, didn't they recommend like oatmeal baths or something? I was like just that? thinking that too. But if, I'm pretty I mean, sure I it was like a Topanga, thing. Topanga seems the type where she would do that. Yeah. But you can't stay in an oatmeal bath. Uh-huh. What if you just like slather it on and leave it there for a while? <laughs> just just make some oatmeal. <laughs> Put some brown cinnamon, cinnamon sugar. <laughs> Put some cinnamon sugar in your oatmeal. Peaches and cream over here. Um, yeah, that's that'll that'll fix you right up. Yeah, just Put some cream of wheat on you. Take care of you. Um, um, and yeah, Jacket though is like being very profound in his deep, deep fever. Yeah. He's he's just like, I just think we're fine now. And he's like, I want you to stay. That's not it. Like, he doesn't want you here because he doesn't want to be friends with you. <laughs> That's my impression. That was good. And that means you were never with friends. Never friends. Night night. I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> So he lays down, goes to sleep. But there's just that revelation. Yeah. It's just like Corey's been the center of their relationship. And now that he's removed, it's like they don't have their relationship. Yeah. Which is a bummer. It is a bummer. Yeah, because Sean even admits like you have to pick sides. Yeah. Which is an unfortunate truth. It shouldn't be of high school relationships, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they shouldn't be that important. No, 100% not. But I could certainly see that in terms of like marital divorce. relationships and divorces and stuff yeah especially in situations of like abuse and whatnot oh yeah you're like i'm definitely not gonna ever talk to that person again yeah it can be hard for sure um and yeah so i don't know this this episode is kind of strange and that it it brings up this really interesting conflict but then it just resolves it Mm -hmm. (laughs) like next scene like i mean we'll just do the next scene real quick jack's better he's going to the store he's like my fever is down to malaria level well that's not this episode. that was the scene Before, we just talked about the scene we just talked about where he said that yeah he's better now and he's yeah, yeah he's, he's better he's going to the store he wants to pick up anything maybe some flowers for someone whose name rhymes with no shivanga yeah um <laughs> and he's just like i don't know what you're talking about and Topanga comes to tell him off. Um, yeah, Jack's like very grateful to her. Yeah, very grateful. Um, which I wish we got to see more Jack and Topanga. They seem mm-hmm. to be good friends. I don't really know you that well. But thanks for <laughs> marrying me. <laughs> I don't really know you that Maybe they should get <laughs> Maybe. Um, Jack at this point's all right. Yeah, Jack's great. Um, and Topanga comes over and tells him off like, you know, you were a rude little brat. Like, mm-hmm. I was helping you. And he's like, telling this profound story and he's doing it in his slow voice Mm -hmm. you know you always wait for people to break up so you can know what they really feel about each other do you know what what Corey's tells me about you now that you're broken up he tells me how great and wonderful you are Mm -hmm. and she's like i don't want to hear this right now and then he's like but if i knew that we weren't friends it would break my heart all right sean (laughs) what just happened calm down (laughs) easy boy (laughs) I just, I, I don't know what happened there. It would break my heart. <laughs> it would break my heart. <laughs> and, then, so... and then they hug. And then. That's it. That's it. 
Does it? Does it? As the Hawaiian pigeon speakers would say. Mm-hmm. They would say exactly like that. <laughs> Does it? Does it? Um, yeah. yeah and I, but I think this is, I think the thing this story suffers from, kind of like what you said, is that it's so condensed. <laughs> Just like that chicken soup that Topanga brought for Jack and Sean. It's extremely condensed. They don't add any water. To- yeah. <laughs> to thin it um, no, they don't. They don't. Um, and so I feel like this is a really interesting angle to approach like the three friends from, because in previous episodes, Sean has been like, you know, we're the best things Corey, like in Corey's lives, Mm -hmm. you and I, like they've had that exact conversation before. And now that Corey's removed, there's like that opportunity to like explore that, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it was the episode. Yeah. Where Corey went on the date with Lauren, like Mm -hmm. Sean talks with Topanga like that. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just written off so quickly. Yeah. I, it, it's it's such an interesting concept to just like oh we're done mm-hmm. no trials no tribulations just conversation done yeah i feel like in terms of like modern tv like that's an arc for a season it's yeah. something like that like going to panga break up at the beginning and it kind of you get to explore that relationship between topanga and sean throughout the episode or throughout the season in like yeah. little ways and then it resolves sort of closer to the end um, of the overarching story mm-hmm. and it's like yeah you've just kind of gotten to see like oh they do mean something to each other as friends even without Corey as part of the equation yeah and I think the bummer is like to see such an interesting angle brought up and something that we could really like focus on for at least an episode but like nothing <laughs> yeah just sort <laughs> like, of wedged in here with this well it's filler this, this whole episode is filler mm-hmm. like nothing in here affects the main plot nothing in here does anything I'm pretty sure the whole Eric thing is a fever dream <laughs> like <laughs> yeah the balcony actually falls on eric so he's in a coma for a while <laughs> if we are supposed to legitimately believe that feeney went to los angeles with eric to help him get settled in the middle of school it's because he means that much to him <laughs> no 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 yes 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 um anyway but yeah it like just to see it reduced down to filler is kind of a bummer mm-hmm. i mean it's funny jack's malaria fever is funny um sean's put your arms out now is funny Mm -hmm. in heaven (laughs) yeah i don't i don't hate anything that's happening here but i'm also like oh this is also kind of a bummer Mm -hmm. and the story at the end where where sean's just like do you know what he still tells me about you (laughs) like that that whole thing and then he's like but we're still friends and i'm like what just how did those two thoughts like yeah. what are you talking about sean he's still in he's still in deep in the throes of his fever actually <laughs> he doesn't actually have that conversation with the Bengal. really the entire episode takes place within sean's mind even the eric stuff even the eric he's like it's eric it's had to fever. he's like eric had to be gone because they had chicken pox uh-huh. so this is just so what he he's imagining eric is doing him. during all of this time <laughs> Love it. Because like at the beginning, Jack is in one of the scenes. Yeah, He's Jack is old. in the play. D- did he give everyone that play chicken pox? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he got he got the chicken pox from the play. But Eric's already had him. No, because mm-hmm. Corey hasn't. He's a few years yeah. older. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he got him. In- Could have got him when he was like two. Mm, that's true. Yeah, it, it all makes sense. Sure. Everything in this episode happens in Sean's fever-addled mind as he's trying to make sense of where Eric is. <laughs> That's why Schneider is in the fetal position so much. Uh-huh. Sean why, is. Huh? And that's why yeah. Topanga is making it just feels like is overbearing on him. Yeah. This because this that's how he feels in his real be, life. That this may need to be the canon solution. Mm-hmm. I'm liking it. I just don't know, like Eric's whole part is a cartoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like it is a it is not. An episode of Boy Meets World that is a cartoon from the from the balcony falling because of glue from him even being a handyman who would mm-hmm. let that happen. Eric has never shown any interest in theater. Why does the balcony just hurt him enough that he can talk but not move? And then suddenly he's in a back brace uh-huh. and getting <laughs> uh, resuscitated, getting resuscitated with a defib. <laughs> like, yeah, I think it where makes did sense, that defib even come from? Mm-hmm. Those those um. EMTs got there really quick. <laughs> it was like that whole part, and then the director just instantly forgetting about his apparently dying Romeo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's 
I mean, it feels like a dream though, right? Where it's like the important things aren't the important things. Yeah. And how is Eric in at least, at least three Shakespeare plays? Mm -hmm. They're not very quickly. Um, Yeah. It just, it doesn't make sense. They are doing the abridged Romeo and Juliet because that is not the full Tybalt monologue. Mm -hmm. And prepare to die Jedi masters not in there either. That's true. Well, he whispered that actors whisper to each other on stage all the time i know i would <laughs> never really been an actor since the sixth grade when i played judd in oklahoma um i helped a friend rehearse romeo's scenes for this exact scene in eighth grade because like the eighth grade broke up romeo and juliet and they all had to do like one piece mm-hmm. um but because of my memory i would help pe- friends with um lines a lot because by helping them remember their lines, I learned their lines. Mm-hmm. So I know most of Juliet's portion of the balcony scene. Really still? Yeah, still. And this scene of um, Romeo and Juliet. Love it. Um, yeah, I guess I did, you know, because we talked, I think we talked on here about our speech and debate pasts. Mm-hmm. And I did like some humorous duets and things. But that doesn't, it's not the same. Yeah, I've never been an act. Um, I am a speech giver, but not an actor. Mm-hmm. I think I think it'd be fun. I think I would like it. Yeah, you kind of are a theater kid who never got to do theater, Cameron. That's me. Dream Rolls, Tevya from Fiddler on the Roof, Javert from Les Mis, um, George Washington, and Hamilton. Ooh. I would I love those roles. Uh, King Richard. King Richard. Mm-hmm. from king richard oh I, I meant the king from king george oh king george yes from hamilton yes that would be a fun role i don't have the range for it i don't think vocally <laughs> i probably don't either <laughs> so things these are the things you got to think about you know do so you want to be a musical theater yeah i think that'd be fun that would be intimidating for me maybe someday probably not we could write the boy meets world musical we could in do fact, an audio drama we probably will might as well <laughs> Sixth, fifth season of our redo of our reboot is fantasy. Sixth season of our reboot is musical. <laughs> Love it. It's perfect. Oh, the way this reboot goes is wild. Mm-hmm. I mean, the show gets wild. Um, I guess we should talk about Eric's yeah, journey. Think, we've kind of recapped the beginning. We have. He's a handyman, builds a balcony. Apparently he does it with glue. It falls on a guy. Mm-hmm. Well, he has a he has an exchange with uh, Juliet, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Is the like is it stable or is it secure? Is it secure?" He's like, "It's as secure as I am." <laughs> he's, like, he's like, "Why? Do you think I'm not secure?" <laughs> and then you just hear a crash. Yeah. Juliet goes over, and she's like, "Oh no, Robert or whatever his name is." Um, she's like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "I can't feel my arms or legs." So she drops his head, and he's like, ah, "What am I going to do without Romeo?" Yeah. And then like the whole time this is going on, like I said, they, they bring him a back brace, like mm-hmm. load him into a stretcher, take, <laughs> uh, take paddles to his chest. Uh-huh. And they're just talking about what are they going to do to fill the role of Romeo? Yeah. I was, I was watching this um, just before we started, I was watching it with my wife. Um, she hasn't watched a lot of the show. She doesn't really enjoy it, um, which is fine. But uh, when that happened, like she sees them doing CPR, she's like, they're doing CPR. <laughs> and then when later when they do the, the chicken pox, she's like, why do they care more about chicken pox than that they had to give this guy CPR? <laughs> it's a great question. Because it's not real. Yeah, Eric's whole thing is such a cartoon. Like, I don't even know what to do with it all. Except give it a thousand points you know i've been watching a lot of who's line lately so. mm-hmm. man that's such a good show yeah we we discovered that all of it like every single episode that there's ever been is on hbo max and i have oh, uh-huh. HBO max. yeah i have hbo max so we've been it's been our like filler show in between uh stranger things yeah i want to watch stranger things but i'm too scared you're just too scared yeah i'm like i should watch it but i don't want to watch it at night (laughs) but i don't really have time to watch it during the day why don't you watch it with sarah she hasn't she's only watched the first season maybe i just need to watch all of it with her yeah then i won't be so scared i was gonna change my background to the demi gorgon but i decided not that's not scary to me (laughs) the the shock of it popping up would be scary and don't you dare don't i already i already deleted the the janitor picture from my wife's computer good i appreciate it (laughs) 
she she saw looked in her pictures and she's like what is this i was like oh <laughs> also thank you i believe it was agent silva for sending me that on uh twitter i really wish you in your twitter dms there was just constantly pictures of them you better be glad that there's not <laughs> i'm just looking to see i think that's who that was i also don't want to look because i don't want to be scared I'll look. i've been talking on twitter so much my mentions are crazy uh yeah i was um yeah justin silva thank you justin <laughs> i forgive you just as i forgive the janitor for scaring the crap out of me all these years Oh, I just saw the debatable put out something about us. Who's been an amazing guest on your podcast? Oh, we're included. Thanks. Because I've been sick, I have not been on Twitter, but I will get back on. Someday. (laughs) Speaking of Agent Silva, he said, uh, I guess we're doing listener mail right now. (laughs) He said, wow, wow. Today's episode of BG World Fever was definitely a dot, dot, dot something. (laughs) Was that about our most recent episode? Yeah, it was. It was. It was something. I'm replying to him live on air. Good. Our new segment, Chance Tweets Something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't actually listened to the end of that episode when we we're a little more tipsy. Uh-huh. You didn't hear me drink a shot and call it poison? <laughs> nope. So. It's basically poison. Oh, Mike, we would love to do a screen bonus episode with you. Man, I got to catch up on Twitter. I'm going to I'm gonna tweet after this. Do that this later. I need to catch Chance, up. Chance, do that now. Don't do that now. We have guests. Okay. okay. Sorry, he's been convalescing. Yeah, sorry I've been uh, out on the Twitter game. It's okay. I've been Twitter-pated. Um, yes, Twitter-pated. Twitter-pated. Um, anyway, where were we? I don't know. We already talked about the opening scene. Yes. Um, oh, he's talking with the director because the director's like, what are we going to do? Like, we're going to have to cancel. I guess they've never heard of an understudy. Yeah, I guess they never had an understudy. And Eric's like, oh, just give me some tights. And then he takes the booties off of the being defibbed man. Uh-huh. As they're carting him away. He might be dead. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, he does not care. He does. Uh, he gives part of um, Romeo's speech as Juliet's there, dying, dying, dead. Mm-hmm. Or you think she is because she's taken the yeah the the poison that makes her almost dead, but she's not actually dead. Yeah, and he kills the, the director. Is into it. He's like, oh, okay. Like, go put on the tights. <laughs> Eric's like, uh, but I have the part right. <laughs> He's like, yeah. so the next scene. Oh, we, we don't even cut to the boys yet. The next scene is um, them doing the alive and triumph Makushio slain um, mm-hmm. scene. Apparently, Jack is playing Tybalt. Um, yes, they cross swords. Yeah. There is a South Park reference earlier, but it's not important. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he says, prepare to die, Jedi Master, as he yeah. is. Which this was before even the prequels came around. So. Well, I think. The prequels probably had just been announced. Fairly Possibly. This was 1998. Yeah. and It was 99 that they came Phantom out. Phantom Menace comes out. Just blew up the game. Yeah. So it was probably... The prequels were probably pretty uh, hyped at this point. Yeah, I think so. Star Wars was ha- about to have another cultural moment. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely had been re-releasing the originals in theaters by this point. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had actually seen most of them in theaters by this point. Mm-hmm. The, I saw, the, I saw four different. and five. I didn't see six in theaters, but I did. I think I saw all three originals in theaters. I think with the exception of Force Awakens... Rise of Skywalker and um, Solo and Rogue One. I've seen every Star Wars. That's, I mean, that's four. So that's not that impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Up until Disney bought them, I had seen every one of them in theaters. Mm-hmm. Which is At only least like six. Yeah. But still. That's all there uh, was. That's all there was. You saw all of them. Um, Rogue One was really good in theaters. I liked Rogue One. We don't need to litigate all of the Star Wars right now. No, we're going to rank them all. Um, Rogue, Rogue One is probably the best the Disney era ever did. No, I like Last Jedi. Last Jedi is good. Yeah. Um, Last Jedi is beautiful. It's beautifully the cinematography shot. of that movie is like... Um, too bad the two movies around it are hot, fire, bad garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen the last one. I never even saw Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. You know, for what Solo was, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And I do um, love Donald Glover. 
Yeah, Donald Glover is really good in it. Uh, it it's just a whole like if you want to see how over the course of a week everything that is iconic about Han, Han Solo like came to him. Mm-hmm. Like he got the Falcon, he got Chewy, like he got his gun, he got his last name. Sort of like, like any sort of uh, fan servicey flashback episode. Yeah, yeah, but it's well done. I think the kid who it does Solo's parts pretty good at it. Um, so I don't. I, I am a I'm a solo sort of apologist. Semi-apologist. Um, yeah. So Rogue One and Last Jedi are good mm-hmm. enough. Um, I think I think if you took out the the stuff with the resistance running away from the first order and it just being this really slow chase that doesn't seem to really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think uh, Last Jedi would be super just great mm-hmm. yeah that was just kind of like really this is what we're doing yeah just everything else over. i really like about that movie yeah and again very beautiful um i think of the originals i would go five six four i've always been a six five four i might be too i love the green lightsaber i love the green lightsaber it i love the i love ewoks me too I'm unapologetic about that. Yeah, I I loved. The, there was this old comic that talks about how they like talk about what happened in Return of the Jedi, and they talk about like the Empire was always building new technologies to defeat bigger and bigger enemies. That primitive technology was actually more effective on them. Mm-hmm. So like it was this whole thing in the in the old canon about like why the Ewoks won, and I love it. I love that the Ewoks beat the ATATs as they should. Love it. Or the ATSTs. Uh, yeah, you're right. ATSTs are the two-legged ones. <laughs> you try to step to me with Star Wars knowledge. I'm just joking. You know way more than I do. Um, and in the prequel trilogy, I think I would go three, two, one. Yeah, I I detest the second one. Do you go three, one, two? Yeah, I'd go three, one, two. The huh. second one, the end is really cool with all the clones and the lightsabers and it's mm-hmm, Yoda all- fighting Count Dooku. Yeah, it's all very cool, but everything leading up to it, I hate. <laughs> I hate it so much. I hate that Obi-Wan is an idiot on this quest that he should be really good at doing, but he just isn't for some reason. Mm-hmm. I just feel, I feel like the fan, I know the Phantom Menace gets a really bad rap, mm-hmm. but just the idea of like Star Wars, good and evil, Empire Rebellion, and then it just starts, the Trade Federation has a blockade around this planet you've never heard about before called naboo let's see what happens it's like huh (laughs) (laughs) yeah what (laughs) it is a really well thought out economic war happening on naboo (laughs) yeah you're not wrong (laughs) just doesn't really fit in with the greater themes of good and evil and light and dark and balance and no it was definitely less the hero's journey (laughs) (laughs) it was the villain's journey which starts as all villain's journeys do with capitalism um but eric gets we'll just jump back to it i think that was a sign um eric gets just rave reviews for his performances and apparently this happens this is happening for a while yeah all the there's a bunch of newspapers are they collecting them and reading them all at once Mm -hmm. or because he's in at least king lear and um romeo and juliet yeah but we have something important we have the introduction of a joke. Yes, that's true. That we see at least two other times. Mm-hmm. Um, and Air comes in. He's like, I found my niece. You mean your niche? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and Alan just goes, unbelievable. <laughs> just a good Alan. Good Alan in this episode. I mean, it's basically all he says. but I know. And so he can't put his foot in his mouth. Yeah. And then. He's like, uh, Eric's like, if you're going to read the good reviews, you got to read the bad ones. And he hands him an, a, a, a newspaper and she, she's Morgan like, goes, there aren't any bad ones. And he's like, I know. <laughs> he's just very excited. Um, he's like, but you can't let it, you know, you can't let it get to your head. Um, like whatever, stay humble. And he doesn't say those exact words, but then Amy's like, Ooh, Bloomingdale's is having a white sale. <laughs> he rips the paper out of her hand, crumples it up. That's not about me. <laughs> Which is something I think about way too often. <laughs> this the his articulation as he yells that. That's not about me. It's just very good. It's very good. And then the next scene, he's Hamlet, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, they say when you jumped into Ophelia's grave, that's scene five of Hamlet. 
Mm-hmm. Only one Ophelia. He's wearing black. Yeah. Like he's wearing Hamlet. So I guess, like, I, I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe this is like a greatest hits play and they're just playing like the greatest hits of shakespeare scenes out of context it could be i don't I want mean, anyone to be super interested in that and just think like <laughs> this is the this is the thing the royal shakespeare company and juilliard need to come to this small basically community college production <laughs> I, yeah i guess this joke school hey you maybe maybe because we're not into all of why i hate pembroke as an institution but maybe they have a really good arts program and juilliard's there they yeah. obviously do. I, I don't know where Juilliard is specifically. Where is Juilliard? Can we Google something? Can we Google something? It's in New York City. That's not too far. Yeah, it's just down the road. You can make it there by horse. Mm-hmm. People used to do it all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Juilliard and Royal Shakespeare Company, apparently ABC. <laughs> yes. Um but before that, Eric is talking to his parents and his mother, his mom, I called her his mother, his mom, Amy is just like, the way you leaped in Ophelia's grave and wept openly, like, what was your motivation? And he's like, which well, is right here in the script, leap openly. I just, you just do what it says. It tells you what to do. <laughs> and Alan's again, unbelievable. And then Feeney's there and he's just like, a true thespian. <laughs> Yeah, and then some people want to come talk to Eric about his future. And uh-huh. this is just a funny little joke. Rule of threes here. Yeah, it's like Juilliard. What's that? <laughs> oh, that's the finest acting school in the country. It's like so and so RSC. Was that Royal Shakespeare Company, the most famous theater company in the world? So and so ABC. And then Feeney. Feeney goes, what's that? ABC, the American Broadcasting Company, the number one network alphabetically in the country. (laughs) (laughs) I love it when shows do this, when they sort of like, in a little ways, just kind of dog on the network that they're on. Mm -hmm. Like the Fresh Prince used to always do this. And 30 Rock. Well, that was, 30 Rock does it all the time because they're literally the in NBC. Um, so that's, I think that's one reason that I really love that show is because it's one giant, let's make fun of the network that we work for joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so he goes with ABC, apparently. He's like, you're telling me I'm going to be in the TV. <laughs> me in the TV. Um, <laughs> and, you know, all of this is, is strange, but I could kind of believe it with Boy Meets World's like condensed time and mm-hmm. like all of this stuff. I could kind of believe it. But honestly, where my my suspension of disbelief breaks is when Feeney apparently goes with him to LA to help <laughs> him get settled. Yeah. What? Of all the people. Of all the people, Feeney, it, for no reason. I feel like the only reason he's there is to do the. That's diabolical. Yeah, like, joke. Because well, um, people love Eric and Feeney together. Mm-hmm. I mean that too. I think the real reason, though, is maybe up to this point, maybe not the Juilliard RSC ABC coming to talk to him, but like everything else has sort of happened. Um, but then this is where Sean's fevered. He's filling in the gaps of where Eric is while he and Jack are locked away. I, I feel like his fever dream has to start at the very beginning or it doesn't work. You're probably, yeah, you're right. This is when it really starts to get spicy. Yeah, he's got a real high fever at this point. Mm-hmm. This is malaria level for him. Because it's just, I know I said where the, the, the realism breaks is Feeney going with Eric to LA. But then the balcony like, though is also. Yeah. Yeah, but the, I mean, Third Rock from the Sun is a show, and um, what's the other one you see? Seinfeld. Seinfeld. You see the Seinfeld stage, but then it's Kid Gets Acquainted with the Universe. Mm-hmm. See, this actually, actually this this joke, or this theory that we've made up, works better than we think. Because Sean is at least somewhat fourth wall aware. Mm-hmm. He's seen it several times. Yeah, so I mean, it makes sense that he would see this imaginary show in his mind. Yeah. Um, but all the characters are just them. It's going to set up and similar to their lives. He has some knowledge that he's in a television show. Yeah. So maybe this is what he kind of perceives that show to be like. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like it. This works. Yeah. Because so- we can't, we cannot live in a world where Ben Sandwich and Corey Matthews inhabit the same plane of existence ben sandwich and his brother bread sandwich 
Sean is peeking through the veil and it's just a little, it's a little turbulent. He's not getting everything mm-hmm. exactly right. Yeah. It's like, have you seen the Lego movie? Yeah. It's like in the Lego movie when the pieces kind of see through the veil of reality and like see that they're actually toys being played with. Uh huh. It's sort of like that. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like that. I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, so they arrive at the sound stage for Kid Gets Acquainted with Universe. Yes. You see Eric and Feeney sort of bumming around the lot. Um, in Hollywood but then they pull up and Feeney's like I want you to like be careful like these Hollywood types like they're crazy like you just don't know um how how they're gonna what they're gonna do and um Eric's like okay like we're gonna be fine this is gonna be great um and but then they're sitting in the, the golf cart and then what should happen is they get hit from behind yeah from someone who needs their space mm-hmm. you're in my space um and it is a Morgan lookalike yeah it is Sean's fever dream Morgan, mm-hmm. who is 42. Uh-huh. But only plays little girls on TV. Yeah, plays little girls on TV because she's so small. Mm-hmm. Now she's got two kids in college and the doctor said she might be growing. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but then she looks over to Eric and grabs his butt and says, hello. <laughs> yeah, which that actress is still a child. Uh-huh. Don't know that I love this joke. <laughs> that is a hello. Child. You are you are a child. It is a funny joke conceptually, but to tell this child, pinch this grown man's butt and say hello like you're attracted to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, I, I remember discourse, I think it was around the movie Cuties. Um, I don't want to get too much into it, but I just remember them saying like, if we show, if we make a movie about murder, you know, we don't actually murder anybody. It's fake. Uh-huh. If we make a movie about stealing or drugs or anything like that. Like we don't actually do those things. It's simulated, but in doing something with children, like part of that is real. Yeah. And so that's, that's why it's icky and we should be uncomfortable with it in a way that we're not with some of these other things that are also very bad because we know like that's not real. Mm-hmm. But to an extent, that is real. Well, and like, I mean, that little girl had to think to herself, I could grab his butt and say hello. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, not great. And I lost chance again. Why is this happening? I don't know. Maybe because I'm in my room. It's not lasting very long, whatever it is. No, it's fine. Um, But yes, so that happens and they go inside. Um, He's talking with the director or producer, whoever it is. Uh Uh-huh. Um, he's just like, you're going to be trying out the part for like the, the long lost brother who's returning to the show, like returning kind of all this stuff. And he goes in and he meets mm-hmm. the Corey and Sean characters. Yeah. And they're all opposites, I guess, of who they would be in real life. Mm-hmm. Well, like in Boy Meets World real life, like Corey isn't nice. He's mean. Sean isn't outgoing. He's shy. And Panga isn't thoughtful. She's vapid. Mm-hmm. and jack is i mean too yeah uh, jack is insecure <laughs> yeah like, why do they need you they've already got me <laughs> yeah um and, yeah yeah Corey's but, character's like kid gets acquainted with the universe not older brother like gets acquainted with the universe just remember that mm-hmm. yeah they never say they never say um danielle fischel or jack's like names yeah we know we schneider know instead schneider of Ryder. and sandwich mm-hmm those are the only names we get. Ben Sandwich and Brad Sandwich. Yes. Uh, <laughs> maybe you're familiar with his uh, brother, Bread Sandwich? Mm-hmm. Th- these jokes were probably written by those kids at that table. <laughs> yes. Um, so they start a scene and Ben, yes. in reading the scene, realizes they've done this story a million like, times. Again? <laughs> He makes the point that we've often thought to ourselves where he's just like, I've been learning lessons every week. And how am I still so stupid? He's like, we got Uh, the best writers in Hollywood. They got the best ones. He's like, they're young. They're hip. Well, I'm going to go talk to him. And he like storms up and it's a table full of children. Mm -hmm. He's just like yelling at them. He's like, this script is poopy. And then the kid's like, it's not poopy. You're poopy. (laughs) One of the kid goes, that was a good thing to say. Let's see what happens next. <laughs> I don't know who these kids are. Yeah, I have no idea, but I, I like them. I like them too, but I feel like they're like famous kids or something. Yeah, I have no idea. They each get a speaking line. Yeah, like, that's a big deal. Um, Eric Hollywood. Let's see, let's see if these kids are famous. I'm not poop. It's not poopy. You're poopy. Seeing what IMDb has to say. Um, 
It looks like it's like Michael Jacobs' kids, I'm guessing. Oh. David Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, Rachel Jacobs, um, Dylan and Claire McCracken. I don't know. And then Marshall Radaziner. I'm not sure. They they have to be people on the show, right? Surely. Yeah, it's the kids of the writers and producers of the actual show. Yeah, Jeff McCracken. Yeah, yeah. That all makes sense. Um, Nepotism. Nepotism, am I right? Um, I just want to point out that this wiki needs to be changed. Um, it says this episode is considered non-canon by most fans due to the meta nature of the episode. Eric visits sets that look just like his home and the school, um, while also meeting actors who look just like Corey, Sean, Jack, and Topanga. Um, that's not true. We know pretty concisely that this is a fever dream Sean is having. Mm-hmm. We'll get in there and edit the wiki. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it now. Yeah, Jan said it's a wiki. <laughs> Oh man, it won't let me edit the wiki. It's widely considered by fans, thanks to a fan theory posited by Chance Anderson, Chance Meyer, not Anderson. That's true. Chance Meyer, nay Anderson. I think and I'm Cameron using Liner. that right. Cameron Liner, uh, that uh, it's all a fever dream in Sean's head as he has chicken pop. Um, because every episode is canon. Uh-huh. There's no such thing as a non-canon episode. This isn't, there's no apocrypha. Mm-hmm. There's no Gnostic texts. <laughs> it's all canon. It's 100% real. USDA beef. Um, it, if that wasn't true, which it is, I would also consider this episode non-canon. Mm-hmm. But I know the this, truth. This is non-canonical, but it is canonical mm-hmm. because it's all canon. Um, but yes, um, Jack is like, where's my banana? He's like, mm-hmm. banana boy. Where's banana boy? And he's like, hey, mango boy, how, how do you want to be promoted um, to be the banana boy, to bring him his banana? um i would rather have a mango yeah mangoes are great i mean i like bananas Mm -hmm. but mangoes mangoes are delicious i feel like mango boy would be above banana boy i agree seems like uh, you want to get a good one you know um if anyone wants to be the mango boy at our live show that job is now open Mm -hmm. um tweet at us (laughs) that would be funny to be on stage and be like banana boy and like your son brings out a banana (laughs) <laughs> to you. i'm like mango boy no i want my, mangoes one of my sons brings us mangoes can we have a mango and a kiwi boy mm, if you want it's our show mango kiwi that's a good it's a good combo yes combo boy he brings combo. out those delightful gas station snacks I, you know i don't know that i've ever had a combo they're okay i am a i'm a connoisseur of gas station snackage but mm. i don't know yeah you know there's just a gap in your knowledge it's fine um then eric is going to um well the writing team gets fired yeah, yeah. one of the girls calls like mommy i've been fired again one of the boys goes i am too old and too rich <laughs> and one of the kids says that ben can kiss his diapered butt yes he seemed a little old for that but whatever um it's not as bad as the earlier thing uh-huh. it's not poopy you're poopy <laughs> that was a um, good thing to say <laughs> And uh, yeah, and then we just continue with the next scene. Yeah, like that never happened. But Eric is trying out. And so he uh, is having a bit of a conflict with his brother. Yeah, about tube socks. <laughs> Ouchie magouchie, little bro. Without my lucky tube, tube socks, I shall never pass my astronaut's test. Yeah, he does it Shakespeare. And they're like, cut. I love that, Eric. That's great. Don't do it that way. <laughs> ouchie magouchie little bro um Um, he said acting acting is about honesty like you need to like just be real with it don't be shakespeare like just be you so they run it again and uh he's like i don't think they're so lucky anymore i'm sorry and And he's like you're not sorry Mm -hmm. it's like like, okay eric what are you talking about well i I saw how you were with those kids over there you're just mean Mm -hmm. what and he looks at everybody else He's like, he keeps going and the director's like, they just throw him out. That's it. And they're just sitting on outside in the door to the studio is closing. Yeah. He and Feeney are sitting out there. Well, we've Feeney, learned a valuable lesson. Yeah. Feeney gives him a little pep talk. It's like in acting, you know, you want to, like you might face 10,000 no's and then just have a glimmer of a hope of a yes. Which honestly, if he just like joined the Royal Shakespeare Company, I don't feel like that's true. Yeah. He would have been fine or went to Juilliard. Yeah, well, maybe not. He that. might he'd have, he'd have to scrap his way up from there. But if he just went with the RSC, yeah, he seemed to have a real knack for it. His he had a real niece for it. He had a real niece. Um, no, we will not be correcting. No, 
Um, but yeah, that's kind of that part. And then we have an end scene, which kind of, again, collapses that fourth wall. Yeah. See, I think, I think Corey got chicken back. And now he's having a fever dream. And I think Sean told him about his fever dream. Mm-hmm. And now this is Corey's fever dream. Yes. He's like, oh, there's a, a TV show about our lives. <laughs> yeah. And then, so he just turns his life into a TV show. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't have the fourth wall awareness that Sean does. All he can do is turn his world into a t- television Yeah. And so that happens. Eric's like, I'm trying to find my lucky tube socks. And mm-hmm. Corey's like, I did the wash. They're not so lucky anymore. He's like, that's not the line. Yeah. And he flips I, out. And yeah, I can't out. remember what the line was supposed to be. It's not important. <laughs> Then Sean busts in and he's like, I blew up a mailbox again. (laughs) I just love that. (laughs) I blew up a mailbox again. He's like, will will freak out again? Yeah. How are we going to replace him? And they're like, banana boy. Want to be a star? That's the end. (laughs) There it is. That's that's the end. The end. We we did it again. I feel like we're always very congratulatory (laughs) when we finish an episode, but I'm proud of us. I am too. I'm glad we we figured out how this one truly is mm-hmm. sacred. We just the- sort of like slid into that explanation, actually. <laughs> it's the only one that works, Cameron. Mm-hmm. We just got to cling to those straws wherever they may be. Um, because at the end of the day, Boy Meets World is a sacred canon that we are the keepers of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Siege and TC, we love them. Alden and Tanya, we love them. Um, Jess and Sarah. Jess and Sarah, we Wonderful love them. ladies. They're great. Um, soon to be Will Friedle, Danielle Fischel, and Ryder Strong uh, killing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's just funeral for a friend right now. We're um, done. We love we love them, um, but all of them are participants. We are the keepers. Mm-hmm. It is our job to keep the canon and keep it. We shall. It's our sacred duty, and there will from be time, no blasphemy or heresy from time in memoriam until time in memoriam. Law, I am the law. It's law. sacred. Treat it with the respect it deserves. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's why we do what we do. That's we stand in the gap when no one else will. And I will lead inquisitions to root out heresy. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> um. Anyway, let's rate it. Yeah. I, gosh, I think I'm going to give it an eight. Wow. Just because okay. it's just so insane. It is. It's, but I love every moment. It's, it's just wacky. a wild ride. Um, I'm not going to be quite so generous. I'm going to give it a seven. That's um, fair. It's, it's very enjoyable to watch. I didn't know what to do with it. Pretty much from scene one, I was, I, I, this may be biasing me a little bit, but I was like, oh no, what are we going to do? <laughs> None of this makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I was just having fun. You you were you were vibing. Yeah. Um we have another issue where Corey is not in the episode. Mm-hmm. So I think we have we have cause to name it Eric Meets or Sean Meets. Uh-huh. We could also we, call it Boy Doesn't Meet Chicken Pox. That's true, but by our own definition, he does. That's true. We made it happen. Um, gosh. Now boys meet fever dream. Mm-hmm. Could work. I like that because it is the boys who have fever dreams, um, and mm-hmm. Eric's storyline seems to be a fever dream. Yes, I like that. Boys meet fever dreams. Okay, love it. And I think, at least for me, the MVP is Eric. I, I think it's got to be Eric. I I really want to give it to Topanga just because we get so few opportunities to give it to. Mm-hmm. But Eric just really shines. He does. Um, oh, she make out she touch a bro. This will not be another tally in uh, Eric's MVP-ness or MVP-dom. <laughs> um, because this is Fever Dream Eric who mm-hmm. will be getting this one. Um, but he is the MVP. Just had to say it again. What? MVP-ness. Oh, I didn't even see. <laughs> didn't, even, didn't even get that. <laughs> I thought that's why you corrected it to MVP-dom. Nope, nope. Didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> We're changing it back to MVP to penis. Yes, that's what it is now. <laughs> um, yeah, so there it is. Our MVP is Eric, Fever Dream Eric specifically. Yeah. Boy meets boys meet fever dream. Boys meet fever dream, and it's gonna average about a seven point five. Yes. Um, good episode, fun, filler, don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I can only really think of this show and Supernatural who have episodes like this, mm-hmm. who really like use the fact that they're a show so liberally uh-huh. 
And I kind of love it. There's an episode of Supernatural where an angel sends Sam and Dean to another dimension where they are actors on the show Supernatural. Oh, that's fun. Um, so then they're just themselves with their wives and their, but they are Sam and Dean. And I really like that episode. I think mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Yeah, I feel like WandaVision kind of does that a little bit. Well, yeah, but it's... But I mean, that's kind of the point. It's not just an episode. It's not like I've the show... I've now seen WandaVision, by the way. It's not the show, like, sending itself up. Mm-hmm. That's just the very basis of the show. So it's a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like the episode of Community where they do a clip show of clips that never actually happened in the show. But it's like, you know, they do the episode where they do a tribute to zombie movies and they do a tribute to this and they do a tribute to that. It's like they do an episode that's a tribute and like kind of a send up of themselves, Uh which I think really is something special when a show kind of does that to itself. Yeah. If you uh, out there in podcast, Bill, can think of any other shows that kind of do that, but like meta themselves as shows. Like we're in a TV show. Let us know. Yeah, we want to know because I want to watch them. So. He's not going to watch Supernatural, though. No, I'm too scared. It's only scary for the first season. They drop almost all the horror elements, and it just becomes a fantasy. I'll think about it. There's just so much of it. There is. I mean, you can very easily stop at season five. That's true. You told me that. Yeah. Uh, You actually won't see the episode I was talking about because it's in season six, but... No chance. (laughs) Why you got to do this to me? Um, Fantastic show. Um, Problematic, but fantastic show. What isn't? What isn't these days? I know. I know. But yeah, that's that's all I've got. Um, we already did listener mail. We did. I'm Sorry. again. I'm sorry. It's not all I've got. It's all I've got about the show. We actually mm-hmm. have one more thing we've got to talk about. Okay. Um, guys, our podcast is pretty much dead. All Boy Meets World podcasts are. Um, wonderful news. A recap show will be uh starting that has Daniel Fischel, Ryder Strong, uh, and Will, Will Fidel uh, talking about every episode of Boy Meets World, and that should be incredible. We can't compete with that. Nope. Um, doesn't mean we're going to stop. We never did this for the listeners, um, but we've gotten quite a few of you now, um, for us anyway. Mm-hmm. And we like you guys listening to us. So if you would continue, we'd be okay with that. Yeah, we're not going to complain. Um, and if you wanted to maybe like tweet at them and make them aware that there are other rewatch podcasts and they, they kind of have a, a connection that Cameron and I started really. I, yeah, I mean, we are the keepers of the lore. Yeah, and we are the first Boy Meets World podcast that started like inviting other Boy Meets World podcasts to like do stuff. Yeah, um, We're keepers of that lore too. We invite them; they're invited. Yeah, we're invited on the show. So maybe like tweet at them and be like, "Hey, have these two guys who have done this?" Because we don't want to like I don't know. It just seems like now they're celebrities that do this so we're useless <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and it's not like a we think we're something no because we know we're not but, but like you know we've done something yeah we've put we, something we are there. not something but we've done something yeah and you know what if you think alden and tanya deserve it better so do we mm-hmm. tell them to have on alden and tanya on the show because we think they're great or siege and tc sarah and jess Jess, thank you. I'm here for you. They're all wonderful people. We love them dearly. And we want them to be on the show. Yeah, just have us all on. Yeah, like, don't forget about the little podcast. So if you want to tweet at them, we wouldn't hate it. Yeah, we wouldn't. Like, nicely, Um, not in a rude way. Yeah, don't be rude. But, like, tell them, like, hey, there are people who have done this. Everyone tweet at Barack Obama and say, you need to do something about this. Huh, that's interesting. I feel like they would listen to Barack. They would. They uh, would. Obama, that's, that's, that's not, that's, I need to respect him more. To President Obama. You put respect on the last non-embarrassing president we ever had's name. <laughs> the other day, I said something about missing Obama, and the person who was next to me was like, oh, you're a big Obama fan. And like, policy-wise, not really. Like, it was fine, but like. Respectable human being. <laughs> yeah, like. He wasn't an embarrassment to any nation. He didn't. It was nice. It was. It was good. No major scandals. He. He seemed like a genuinely cool guy to hang out with. Yeah, I'd. I'd party with Obama. So yeah. I'd have him on the show and have a drink with him. I do. I miss Obama. We miss you, Obama. Yeah. Everyone tweeted Obama and say we miss him. <laughs> don't. Ha- don't do any context or anything. Yeah. Just. just and tell him about you, the Obama. show. Tell him about the show and say that we miss him. <laughs> um but yeah so that is coming out and it's very exciting um i've actually made my feelings about like celebrities with 
platforms doing podcasts known already. Mm-hmm. So I won't rehash that. Um, I just think it sucks for the little creator. I think podcasts used to be a space where little creators could come and foster a community. Um, and now that Joe Rogan's made so much money doing it, it's like, well. <laughs> yeah, not that we made any money doing this. No, we have we have lost money, actually. Yes. For for hosting fees. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're in the red on this thing, but we like doing it. We love it. We it's a great creative output for us. But anyway, uh check out their podcasts. Um tweet at them about us. And tweet and at Obama. Other, um yeah. So let's just uh just tell them we're out here. Mm-hmm. That's all we're saying. We out here. We out here. Anyway, I think that's for real all we've got. Yeah, that's for real all we got. I don't I don't have any bread. No. Not able to eat good stuff right now. Um don't have any bread. Yeah, I've had a very unexciting life the past few weeks, so I have nothing. No. So I think that's all I've got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boomin's World Fever. So long, world. So long, world. So long, world.